All right, welcome. It's the hundredth and fifty-first uh, episode of the Mina's House podcast. I mean to say what? I'm Shayna B. Garnett Briscoe, aka Sherlock Homeboy. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. We're just excited to be back. Come on, man. Dexter, aka Dex the One. <laughs> AKA Dex with the dope background. <laughs> it's all easy. This is one of my favorite holidays. Yeah, Me man. too. That's how to do this, man, because I don't know how to do that. I think that is cool. That's dope. Uh, Garnett was a, a poo was about to turn into Iron Man right now with his day. <laughs> show him your show him your headphones. Oh, yeah. I thought. <laughs> I'm like, what in the Iron Man is going on here? <laughs> is that what you're going to be for Halloween? <laughs> nah, uh, I, I can't show y'all yet, but Saturday, Saturday is on. We should have dressed up. It's just been such a, like, heavy week. Yeah. You know, um, for especially for people in Philly uh, with, like, protests going on and looting and, you know, shootings. It's just, it's just... It's hard to get into the Halloween spirit because of every all the craziness going on in the world. But what are you guys going to be for Halloween? Well, I'm only doing Halloween for the, the other podcast that I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? That's it. I don't have nowhere to go. I know, but you can still do Halloween. In my house by myself? So I'm going to get dressed up to city? Yeah, to take pictures. <laughs> no? <laughs> <laughs> Which is really sad because I really get into Halloween. Yeah, like what's Halloween to you? Going out to parties? Is that what makes Halloween? Well, usually we do a contest at work, which I win every year. We usually do that. You do. Like we don't have that. So it's kind of like, what are you supposed to do? Like is I don't, go, your, I don't go to parties your, or anything. So I was going to ask, is that your whole Halloween? Just get dressed up for work? Yeah, and then I'll stay home on Halloween night and I'll watch like horror movies and stuff. You can still do that. Yeah, but I will, but not a costume. <laughs> How about you, Shane? Are you going to be anything? I don't haven't been anything for Halloween since as long as I can remember. My one girlfriend, she has a birthday tomorrow. So she typically has like a Halloween party and I might get dressed up for that. The last couple of years she's going away. She's having a dinner on Friday, but it's not a dress up. So I'm just going to be Shayna. <laughs> you dress up, Shannon. You cannot be a cat. Like nothing drives me crazier than girls who dress as cats with those. Wait, Mina, you did that before. <laughs> you did that before. Okay, so Dex and I used to work together. So I always have like my real costume, which is like I'm usually a, a, a scantily clad superhero. I think that's how you say it. Oh, a half naked superhero. That's usually what I do. Right, that's my thing. Batwoman half naked, Wonder Woman half naked, that's what I do. But you can't wear that to work. So I always buy like the little, like cheap little costumes to go to work, which is why, why I was a cat one year or a bunny. And then I got my real costume. We can't hear you, Dex. Oh. I'm sorry, that's fair. I, it, it, it wasn't necessarily like you specifically, but I saw like the girl, one of the housewives, Portia Williams from the Housewives, like she dressed as a cat and she had ears on and like gloves. And I'm like, where's the costume? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's what happens when you want a budget. Can I guess your costume right now? Because I feel like you're halfway dressed. No, this isn't it right now, but I'm going <laughs> to do like a little Wayne thing. I'm going to do like the tattoos on the face and like the hair and all that stuff. <laughs> what are you a hockey player? Now it's nothing. It's just me. It's just I just wear this because it's Halloween colors. <laughs> okay, because that's what was confusing me was the that with uh, the background. So I thought I knew, but I was wrong. Well, I was gonna be Megan The Stallion, like her as a Cheshire Cat, but then I went online and saw that costumes were seventy dollars. <laughs> and I was not like on a budget. <laughs> well, see what Amazon Prime did to my budget. <laughs> Oh, it Prime kinda, Day. Right, like Prime Day kind of got in the way. So I couldn't really spend no $70 on the costume. So I had to make my little Cheshire Cat costume. So I got the stockings and the tutu. I'm going to wear a black leotard. And I just got the little ears and uh, a wig. So. Made costumes are the best, though. Like, because you'll get it. People will know exactly what you're trying to do when you explain it or you show it to them. They're like, oh, that's perfect. Like, you did it. I, I would never spend $70 on a costume. <laughs> I have before. Okay. I, 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 for this costume, I think I spent about 37 bucks total. 
<laughs> you did good. No, it was, it you was didn't actually, want to round it up to 40. No, no, no. no we we got to keep it under 40. Got to. Got to keep it under 40. Now, but uh, I was going to be, um, everybody here seen Good Burger? Yeah. Burger, so Welcome it, to Good it, Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> so I just ended up going to the thrift store and I found majority of the stuff there. And then I ended up, the guy gave me a discount on top of the already discount stuff. So I got like all of my clothes and stuff for about five dollars. So what you spend the other thirty right. on? I gotta get the hair and all that stuff. Oh, okay. oh, the hair cost you thirty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should have went to Walmart. I got a wig at Walmart for ten dollars. <laughs> well, I think they when they were looting the other day, I think they looted Walmart. Because I went there today to get I was trying to be Dexter's laboratory, so I wanted a like the little red wig. There's almost next to nothing in there. I don't know why you waited until like three days before Halloween to get a costume. Everything to do. Wait wait until the last minute. I tried like a week before and I, I was like, oh, they price gouging on these damn costumes. First of all, remember when a costume used to be 20, for like for an adult, used to be 25 to $30. And even then it was a lot. Now it's like 50, 60, 70. I saw an $80 Cheshire Cat costume. I'm like, that's my groceries for three weeks. <laughs> See, I've always been a costume. I had access to, like, I was always like a Sixers dancer or something like that. So I never really, even as an adult, I have bought a, a costume. Nah, I, I always thought it was kind of like that. Like, costumes, costumes always been expensive. It's like, even as a kid, when you're trying to get, like, the nice mask and all that stuff, like, the mask usually about 40, 50 bucks alone. And then you got to get the rest of the stuff, the hands. And so I definitely remember, like, growing up, it was a lot. That's why I kind of ain't dressed up where I got creative. <laughs> and I'll tell y'all one quick Halloween story. One year, I decided I wanted to be a great. And my mom was like, sure, like, you'll make the costumes. So I had the leotard tights. And I went and got tape. And then I blew up all the green balloons. And <laughs> walking around North Philly. We lived in North Philly at the time. By the end of the night, I had, like, one string of balloons. <laughs> because it was windy. And I didn't consider the wind would knock the balloons and the tape off. It was sad. <laughs> That's People what like, What are you? I was like, I was a great. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to get no candy. <laughs> Your costume was terrible. <laughs> they said they you can't get no candy. That's <laughs> <laughs> the one strand of like blue still hanging on so that they get still understood. It was some stuff with it. <laughs> Your candy has been reneged. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of grapes, <laughs> let's talk about um, in the grape family is a raisin. <laughs> and we got to talk about Drake's birthday menu. Now, everybody's trying to stay away from the Rona, so everything is really low key. So low key for Drake is taking his private plane, Air Drake, to Vegas from Canada and having a little private dinner for his birthday with a complete menu, right? So he has first and seconds, which I guess is appetizers. You know, peop rich people be doing stuff. <laughs> Just call it an appetizer and a dinner. Talk about first, seconds, and thirds. Like, what? <laughs> when I think of seconds, I think of, I want the same thing again. <laughs> I don't think of a whole nother meal, okay? <laughs> but... His first meal was calamari, sushi, kale, and Caesar salad. Us common folk knows that, knows that as appetizers, right? His second course was chicken bolognese, which is fancy, uh, steak frites, which I love, grilled shrimp, uh, grilled cauliflower, and mac and cheese. But people had pointed out that the mac and cheese has capers in it, sun-dried tomatoes, like, what they put in pesto, uh, parsley, and raisins. <laughs> so people say, how you got all that money and your birthday food is trash? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about that specifically, but then also weird things that people throw into their foods. Like my mother throws sometimes apples in the potato salad. And I think that's weird. Some people think that's weird, but it actually tastes kind of bomb. <laughs> like, what do you guys think about raisins and Drake's mac, uh, mac and cheese? 
is there cheese in it too? Because a lot of times people call it mac and cheese, but there's no cheese in it. It's just like the macaroni noodles. I think there's cheese in it. It didn't I say cheese, but I would think so. I mean, I don't care how rich you are. Mac and cheese is macaroni and cheese at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm not going to. Well, I know. I, I, I Maybe I'll taste it because I've had chicken salad and, I, and they put um, raisins in it. Right. Different for me. I've never, like my family, we make chicken salad. We don't do that. So like may maybe i would have to try it but a sun-dried tomato and a raisin in the same dish together just that's just a bit much and okay. it almost, it almost right. seemed like was get they got bored in the kitchen and it was like oh damn i got this left this left this and this i'm gonna throw this in so. <laughs> i thought the sun-dried tomato was weird because when i think of sun-dried tomato i think of pesto even like capers when i think of capers i think of penne and vodka like i don't think those go together <laughs> uh, uh, I think it's kind of fitting. Like, it would be Drake to eat, you know, raisins with macaroni. It, it would be him out of all of the, like, rappers or entertainers you could, like, think of. Like, I feel like that, like, fits him best. He always comes with the, like, he's just always out of the box. Maybe it's because he's Canadian, he's half white. Like, <laughs> it, it, it could be a lot of things that's going on within that. But it, it's, it's fitting. Um, would I try it? I don't know. Maybe just because Drake tried it, it might be good. <laughs> so I don't know. I might, but that's not something normal that we do around my household at right. all. We kind of leave mac and cheese alone. <laughs> we keep right. it simple. <laughs> and that's it. Um, maybe, you know, I know people like to throw, you know, seafood and stuff in there. But other than that, we kind of keep it normal. Yeah. I was going to say, I have done and cooked, like, lobster mac and obviously, like, seafood mac with shrimp. But... Great raisin. <laughs> it sounds like somebody started to make a pasta dish, and to Jack's point, only had like macaroni noodles, and just said, "You know what? I'm gonna throw some cheese in there." Like that's what it sounds like. That it wasn't supposed to be mac and cheese, but somehow it got to mac and cheese because it just don't sound normal. Like you wouldn't start the mac and cheese and then start adding these things in. Mm -hmm. So maybe they were trying to make like an Italian dish that said. Oh, I only have elbow macaroni, and I'm gonna add this cheese in, and then it just evolved. But you would probably have to trick me to eat that because I'm not <laughs> So, what do you think is the weirdest thing? Because I don't, I, you know, people were tripping off the raisin. I think I'm more so weirded out by the capers and the sun dried tomatoes. <laughs> like, or I can even do the sun dried tomatoes because some people put tomatoes in their mac and cheese to make it fancy, I guess. But I, I think the capers is really what threw me the off the most over the raisins. Oh no, it's the raisins for me. <laughs> it's the raisins. How about y'all? Yeah, I, I, it's it's looking more so like the raisins, but I'm actually open to it. I feel like you know if you travel to different countries, sometimes you don't know what you eating. So like a raisin, it can't be that bad. We know what it tastes like, so can't it can't mess up mac and cheese that bad. Let's just talk about your digestive system, though. So you have mac and cheese with raisin. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, an, and you didn't have the first course, and we didn't get to the other one. So it's going to be an interesting night and morning for me. That's all I'm thinking. And liquor. They're going to be drinking liquor, too. And liquor. Woo! Of course. Woo. Let's go, yeah. yeah. Well, I would try it. Listen, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> I really would try it. I think rich people's uh, trash food is probably taste gourmet to us. So. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Somebody, it, I, I think it's overrated, honestly. What rich rich people food? I think our food is way better, way better. We season our food. We, <laughs> it, it's it's made with love, not wealth. You know, it's it's gonna taste better. The, the, then the you got questions food. on the cheese. Did they really use real dairy or non dairy products? Or did they use sharp cheddar? Know. Or what you know. use it? No. <laughs> What what cheese pairs well with raisins? <laughs> <laughs> it got to be sharp cheddar, y'all. <laughs> if he did anything besides sharp cheddar, I don't know what to tell you. He probably did. <laughs> he probably uh, did. All right. Uh, since we're on this subject, uh, let's talk about Sweetie, right? So, uh, Sweetie, I think she was being kind of funny when she said this on social media, but it kind of blew up. When she said that your man should be paying your bills and buying you Birkin bags, 
right? So people just started going off because there's so many layers to all of that. Again, continuing with our conversation from last week about how I don't know what is going on about this craze with the Birkin bag. I even saw Lil Yachty come out and be like, oh, I started the Birkin bag craze. Because, you know, he wrote the verse uh, for Act Up. Mm-hmm. The the city girls. Yeah. So, uh, what's the lyric? Uh, big Birkin body bag. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that lyric? <laughs> yeah, that they have it in the act up. You can yeah. get it in the act up. Remember? You have it almost correct. Yeah, big Birkin body bag. Uh, twenty. Something about it. Yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> what do you think about what Sweetie said? You know, um. Is that still a requirement? I mean, it's it's 2020 here. <laughs> Are we still requiring our man to pay pay the bills? I mean, uh, I, I'm not even because it it, it might have been a joke for her, right? She might have tweeted it jokingly, but that is like a narrative that I feel like that's that's bad to have. Like, if somebody can't buy you something that is that we know to be very expensive, right? Like, very expensive. If he can't buy you that, then leave him alone. So, and he and he's supposed to pay your bills, and I'm pretty sure do a bunch of stuff, and and still give you good sex. Like, he, <laughs> he got to be... That's I a lot. Yeah, he, he got to be a rich superhero, basically. <laughs> right? And, I mean, that I, I just think that narrows the pool down to a very few amount of men that can afford your lifestyle that you say that you require out of nowhere. Because it's a lot of these women, how is that your requirement when you don't even have it? Like, how, how, is, how is that your requirement and you don't even have it? So I just feel like that narrative is pretty, pretty messed up because at the end of the day, it don't make sense. And this is why people have relationship problems. It's hard to find a good this or a good that because they all chasing after the six guys in their neighborhood that can afford to do it. Thank you. Because that was my point was... I think she was probably kind of joking, you know, her and Quavo, they, she had whatever was going on at the time. And obviously the Birkins is in conversation. So she knew it would be a point of like people talking about it. But at the same time, I'm like, well, what happened to finding like a good man, a man that's not cheating on you, running down. So again, narrowing the pool. So it's okay if he pay my bills and buy, like those are the requirements that he has to meet. He doesn't have to have loyalty and consistency mm-hmm. and respect. As long as he paying my bills and getting me a Birkin bag, like, no, I'm cool. I'll take a nine to fiver that, you know, can give me the other things. And if we got to pay bills halfway, then that's what we do. But again, we're talking about Sweetie and they're in a different lifestyle than, you know, most of us are in. But that just kind of, like, makes me again with the, like, social responsibility that a lot of these celebrities carry, you know, because you do have a lot of young girls that look up to a Sweetie and they probably shouldn't. But we'll look up to a sweetie and think like, yes, if he ain't doing this and this, well, guess what? That little guy down the street is not, I actually, if he is buying you a Birkin bag, I'm confused and I'm scared. <laughs> He's well, getting it on consignment. <laughs> the thing is, though, Shana, you know, you said that, you know, like, you know, they're not requiring the loyalty and the things like that. That's because they're not bringing that to the table either. They're, they're coming empty handed. Just like, you know, give me this and I, I got this and I got sex. What else you need? That and some good Instagram pictures probably. But <laughs> that's it. They're not coming to the table with any of the things that you just named at all. I want you to really kind of like minimize it, though. Don't think so much about the Birkin because I think people were really dragging her about the Birkin. Like, hello, us average folk ain't, you know, buying ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 bags. But on an even smaller scale of just saying that you're, part of your man's requirement is to pay bills and buy you bags, even if it's a coach bag or a Michael Kors bag or whatever, you know, like, is that a requirement in a relationship? You're engaged, Dexter. Do you pay the bills and buy her bags? Um, I think, honestly, it's one of those situations where it's like, whatever works for you, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people will say, like, right off the back, where, like, a woman, a woman is like, to be with me, you got to do this, 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 and this. And then they get into a relationship, and it's not that, you know what I mean? Like, they'll say, like, you got to pay all my bills, you got to take care of, like, whatever, I'm not going to work, I don't want to do this. Those same people are either single, or they get in these relationships, and you never know what's happening behind closed doors. Like, you can say all this stuff out loud, like, 
most of these women do, but then behind closed doors, like you're paying all the bills or you, you know what I mean? You're footing the, the charges for stuff like this. So I, for me, like if that works for you, that's what you want to do. Like, I think that's okay. I don't think you should ever say that that should be a requirement for everybody else because like you guys were saying, like there are regular guys out here who don't have it like that. So like if you're a woman and you listen to someone say that and you go into your regular relationship and you're like, well, I want this same thing. This guy's going to be like, well, I, I don't got it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what I've learned in my life is you got to pick, right? <laughs> Do you want the good sex? Do you want the bills paid or do you want someone who's going to love you and cherish you and nurture you and support you? Because <laughs> from my experience, it is a rare unicorn that is walking around with all of that. <laughs> and he might cheat on you. Like he might be buying you all this stuff, but then he's cheating on you. But, but also I think we need to be careful with making this like a societal norm. I think this is something for women People might not like this, but I think this is something for women that they like. Women like saying that. It sounds good to say, like, somebody's going to pay all my bills and buy me these bags. That sounds great. So I think that's a stereotype that women, like, uplift, and they like that. On the flip side of it, the same woman will get mad if somebody's like, well, why don't you have kids? Why aren't you married? Those, those are, quote, unquote, requirements of women from a societal standpoint. So, like, if you're going to uplift this one, don't be mad when somebody some says to you, why are you not married? Why don't you have kids? Because those are annoying questions. Nobody wants to be asked that. But at the same time, no man wants to be said, like, you're going to do this, 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 and this. Like, we got to stop that. Yeah. I just, think, I just think it's really, I mean, I just think that, part of it is just kind of dumb. I know women who literally will be like, I will not date a man if he doesn't pay the bills, if he doesn't pay every time I eat. You know, I think that's such an old school way of thinking. And look, if that's your requirement, I think that's like, that's on you. I'm not going to be judgy as to what everybody wants in their relationship. But I also think that in 2020, women have come so far that you should be able to do the same thing. You know, I, I, I have no respect for a woman that has all her bills paid by a man, but she can't do it herself. Now, if you a bad B and you can pay your own bills and buy your own bag and get your man to pay it, then hats off to you, girl. But how are you going to require a man to do something that you can't do for yourself? That means right. you need him <laughs> to do this stuff. And what and kind of independent... That. Right. And what kind of independent needs a man to pay her... Independent woman needs a man to pay her bills. So I think it's really like... it. You know, to your point, Dexter, I think it's nice to say, but I also think for your own, I guess dignity as a woman like be able to do it for yourself as well and in sweetie's situation she absolutely can but we're talking about just general mm -hmm. you know what is it required from a man in a relationship me i don't really need a man to pay my bills you can pay my student loans off <laughs> look i said that on air too i was like you look Please save your little ten, fifteen thousand dollars on this bag, and how about you buy me my next investment property? Okay, 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 because then now that can make me money that I buy my own damn bag. How about that? Or you can pay these little seventy-seven thousand dollars that I owe to you know Fed loan for my student loans. How about you do that? All right, moving on. I want to talk about this election because it's getting so crazy. There's so many lies flying back and forth. And in Philly, there was a shooting of another man by a police officer, and his name is Walter Wallace. And it just renews this conversation about police training reform. You know, this man had a knife. You know, why was the first alternative to shoot him dead? They fired 11 shots. Ten of them hit him. Why was that the first shot? Where were the rubber bullets? Where was the tasing? Where is the specialist that can talk down a mentally unstable person that is running around West Philly with a knife? So all these questions are renewed, but this is not just a thing specific to Philly. This is going on around the country. Even white people are being treated differently that are struggling with mental illness and having an encounter with police than black people are. So our next president is really gonna determine where this goes because i see more of an agenda from biden when it comes to um police at least a little bit he's more than donald trump donald trump doesn't think there's a problem with what's going on at the police department how are you guys feeling about this election it, it, it's 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 funny that you mentioned the situation that happened in philadelphia yesterday because like honestly i forgot 
like that that happened and it's so fresh in my mind it just happened yesterday but like as we're talking right now like I'm getting alerts that people are looting and like Walmarts and stuff like that they're literally yeah. televisions out of Walmart and it's it's hard for me to really have the conversation about like the election and like Black Lives Matters and stuff like that when like stuff like this also happens and it's it's such a distraction for me overall, where it's just like, you know, I have so many thoughts about police brutality and the election and stuff like that, but it's like, I, I just don't think we answer the call the proper way. Like, I don't think stealing the TV out of Walmart is going to help <laughs> on either side want to do more for you. And like, we know in Philadelphia that it's possible to not shoot someone when you're in the altercation. We just last year, witnessed the situation, or maybe earlier this year, witnessed the situation where a man barricaded himself in a, in a home after he was being served a, a, a warrant. Right. He shot a officer, barricaded himself in the house, and someone came down there, his lawyer came down there, talked him down, and this man is now serving time. We're capable of doing that. And this is the same police department. I always say you never compare two situations. We can't compare Arizona to Philadelphia. All this stuff happened in Philadelphia, so why did you guys not take any other actions? Like, you don't care. Then when you look at the looting and stuff like that, it's just kind of like nobody should be doing this. But last week, nobody was looting Walmart. You know what I mean? So like, it's only happening now because you give people these opportunities to do this stuff. If, if you this should never happen, nobody will be able to take the opportunity to run up inside of a Walmart and steal a television out of there. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, it's just definitely disheartening. But to Mina's point, I think it goes back to a lot of the training. You know, unfortunately, watching the video and just looking at the officers prior to you know, them shooting him, you could clearly see, like, the level of panic on their faces, and I guess I was just thinking, like, I'm not saying that police officers aren't human, but when it comes to a, a life or death or a serious situation, I don't want to see panic on your faces, because you should be trained enough to be able to know that you're going to have to deal with very serious situations like this, and then again, you know, the, his mother called the police for help, Right. She called for help, and you guys kill her son right in front of her in broad daylight in front of all these people. And that, you know, going back to the training, what happened? Why did both officers and all these officers start shooting? Why couldn't one, even if you felt at that point you were in imminent danger, shoot one disarm. to try to disarm him? They're you not know, taught again, that. Yeah, like I saw that comment that they, they said he was too far away to taser. And it's like, but then he was too far away to be in imminent, for you guys to feel like you were in very imminent danger. And then, of course, contrastly, like, when, once you shoot him, they show his mother, and rightfully so, she's hitting the police officer. You're not shooting her. So it's just like, you know, I, I, this situation could have been handled in so many different ways. And again, it, it fundamentally goes back to their training. There's no reason that you have to train longer to be a hairdresser, a barber, a teacher, any of these other things. And then you, when you have life and death in the palm of your hands and the power of that, you're in like a crash course training course to be able to hold that type of power like i you know i'm not one of that says fully defund the police but there's definitely got to be widespread reform and the training is number one half of these people probably don't even go through a proper psychological training for you to really know whether they can hold up in this position if they're going to show panic in a situation with a mentally unstable man that was documented to be had mental illness. His mother's trying to tell you he suffers from mental illness and to shoot him 10, 11 times in the middle of the day, in the middle of the street. Like it just, it, it can't be the way that that's their, again, rubber bullets. Like when you were- Right, called, right, right. But, but, but here's the thing. How does that apply to the election? You know what I'm saying? I, honestly, because, I, I you know, don't all this, all this stuff either. has been said before. You know, we, we've been here. We've had these conversations on previous podcasts, but it's like, I, nothing is changing. We've had this conversation. We've seen this happen. You know, it's like, how, I, that's why I wanted to talk about more so how this impacts the election or doesn't it? Because we have two candidates who feel very differently about what is going on with the police right now. Yeah. I don't feel like it does in a sense of from a presidential standpoint, you know, on a local and a congressional level, I feel like, you know, that's where more of the focus when it comes to the police will be on. And I understand that the president influences some of that. But I think, you know, for those people that are voting for the congressional seats and senator seats, like you need to pay attention to who you're voting for. And because we all know that we're kind of, there's not a sweeping thing that you can do across the nation necessarily when it comes to police, because we're all funded differently. 
But obviously, from a support standpoint, we do know that one candidate has been more vocal about supporting a, a reform right. than the other. I do feel like in Philadelphia, and Pennsylvania is such an important state for this election, it is going to impact what happens next Tuesday if the rioting and the looting continue. You know, will people be able to kind of vote safely as we lead up to Tuesday? And, and also, like you said, one candidate has been a lot more vocal about you know, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. If you're in Philadelphia right now and you're not Black and you look at what's happening with the looting and stuff like that, would you really want to vote for a president who says Black Lives Matter? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's difficult to turn on your television and see this kind of stuff every day. And and I feel like as citizens, like, we don't do our part enough as far as not being in certain things because like we want support from other people, but like you can't do certain things and expect support. Like criminals can't beg for justice. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if the president, the presidential election is going to change any of this like right away. I don't think they're capable to touch the people that need to be, you know, helped out in service in these moments right here. Uh, I feel like whatever's going on with the police, it's a it's an internal problem that needs to be fixed. I don't know if it's training or not, because some of the things it's just it's just empathy. Like you were saying, uh, Shana, like you were saying, it's like come on, man, my that's that's honestly the worst video I, I ever watched in my life, and 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 that's just for my personal reasons. Um, seeing this video and just hearing that cry and shout of his mother, like this was in front of his loved ones. You mean to tell me that you can't even reassess the situation? Yes, you got called here for one thing. You show up, it escalates. You didn't help it because in any battle, a gun never de-escalates a situation, ever. It, it always heightens the situation even more because now the other person really feels like, okay, well, you trying to take my life. Now, I, yeah, so I, I'm just saying as far as the election with that, and it, I don't think that's going to change that. I feel like that that's empathy, that's love, that's having the right people around as far as cops, because just like in any police department at work or this, there's different cliques. Not every uh, officer is going to act like that in that situation, you know, but there are cliques that roll a certain way and they're going to act like that every time because that's how that person got brought up and taught the game regardless. And in that video, you know, there was, you know, uh, a man that actually pointed at one of the cops and was talking to one of the guys and was like, hey, you know, it's always something with him, which means he's a known figure around there. You know, and they're used to having that aggressive manner, maybe not like this, but I'm pretty, that boy didn't act surprised when he said that. It's like, if it was, if it was going to be anybody, it was going to be this police officer. But the, the, the training is one thing, but they get retrained when they're out on the force. None, none of that matters because they go through all of these procedures, the rubber bullets, the tasers, the this. they go through all of that and they pass it with flying colors. That don't work outside. And they know like that, that that's not what they're preaching outside. So it's the partners, it's the groups, it's the cliques, it's the lieutenants that's seeing it and allowing certain things. It's so much deeper than just the actual training because clearly they keep ignoring that. And I'm not sure if it's Trump or Biden that's going to be able to provide the people that kind of help. Well, the reason why I asked that is because I interviewed both Biden and Kamala recently and I... I didn't tell them what to say. I asked them general questions to see how they kind of weave their platform. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, they are the only ones that are speaking up about what's happening. Kamala said that they want to create a national registry for police officers that have been uh, fired so they can't get jobs in other precincts. So the fact that that's even a conversation, I feel like they are more about, hey, this is the issue something that we need to address, even Joe Biden. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, he's the one that brought up that said, look, we see what's going on in the world. There's real racism out here and we can't have a president that kind of feeds into that kind of rhetoric, you know? So he said that to me. So it's like, on the, but on the other end, the other side isn't saying anything. They're the ones that are gassing protesters and shooting rubber bullets at protesters. So even when the situation happened, uh, you know, this week in Philly, 
because I'm in that election mode and it's do or die, in, at least in my brain, at, I feel like it even, it even makes me more anxious about the election because people need to understand that civil rights and any kind of real reform depends on if we have a president who is going to be pro or con. You know, and uh, and, you know, with a, a black woman on Joe Biden's ballot, I feel like this would hit harder for her, for her to really try to push, you know, some kind of reform. Do I think that electing Joe Biden is going to fix the issue? No, but I think it helps when you have the leadership at the top trying to force there to be some kind of reform or change or at least talking about it as one of their platforms. And you have the other side who's literally contributing to the problem. Right. And like and, I said, I would pay attention to who else is on your ballot. Who are your Congress people that have they spoken up about it? Like when you go cast that vote and if they're on there, are you just going to vote because it's a name you've seen or because you know what they're standing for when it comes to this issue? Because they are all important to the fight as well. Dex, you worry me because I was reading an article that said that the black man is going to be an important voice in this election. And what I'm reading about it is that a lot of black men don't like either or. So that scares me because that translates into I'm not going to vote. And in this election, that is very scary, especially for the black man, because the black man is the one that's being persecuted on the street. So the black man is the one that needs the mo- the most out of everyone the reforms the changes the 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 reeducation the 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 uh, police training to be different because this is the group that's being victimized the most. Yeah. So the, it really scares me that that is the group that's disengaged because that is the group right now that needs this the most you literally have a president that's shooting bullets at protesters do you think he's gonna if he gets elected again he's gonna fight for police reform it's difficult i think that's a really hard one i think i i know why so many are disengaged there's ones that are doing what they're supposed to do and i think those ones are like me i think those are the ones that are like you know i want to vote i want to do the right thing but then it's kind of like but where do I vote though? Because like when we're saying like, we're saying like Joe Biden apologizes a lot for the 94 crime bill, but there's a lot of us right now who would vote for that. Like we look at what's happening in our communities and we're like, yes, lock these people up. Like we're looking at people looting at Walmart and we're like, yes, lock these people up. And he's apologizing for doing that because I think it obviously didn't go as planned, but all black people aren't good. Like there are some people that are doing stuff that like, we don't want to be associated with with these people. And these are probably people who are not going to vote. They don't care about voting. They don't care about. They don't even. They don't. They don't care about George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or any of this stuff. They don't care. They're taking advantage of the system over and over and over. And it's like, do I really want to associate with my myself with these people and give Joe Biden my vote and just and, and pacify them, or am I like more like? you know what, Donald Trump is trying to bring law and order. Like, if it was up to him when he saw the stuff that was happening last night, um, the National Guard would have been in Philadelphia right now. And would that be a bad thing? Like, would, I think they're on their way, though. You know what I mean? But seeing, like, what's happening right now, is that a bad thing to have the but, National Guard here right now? But yes, Dex, because, you know what, I was having this conversation with my friend, and I was a part of the peaceful protest, right, that was for George Floyd. And it started off as a peaceful protest. And do you know why it turned into a riot? Because the police came. The police came. I I was there and I put video up. The police came with their riot gear and they came in like they were ready to go to war. And they came in like like we were all hostiles. And when you come in with that energy and address of people, what what are you going to get? And I, you know, I've never been any kind of Uh, aggressive or violent towards police officers. But if I'm exercising my right to peacefully protest and you come in treating me like I'm a criminal, you got your riot gear on, you ready to go to war, you throwing gas tanks at me. What do you think you're going to get? So it's like, we are in these, the situations where why are people looting Dex? Because 
a police officer shot a person. So why are you blaming those people instead of saying, we need someone to address the police officer shooting the person? At the same time, we're in Philadelphia and we've had 400 homicides this year. And most of those people were black. And guess what? It wasn't police officers that were shooting all those people. So then what? Like we weren't doing anything about this stuff. And we're, we consistently make excuses and that's not okay. We can't keep doing that. I think that's the reason why we're in a situation we're in right now because we pacify people and make excuses. We have to stop. Yeah, but those are apples and oranges. Police shooting of civilians is completely different than crimes happening in the neighborhood. They're two separate issues. And just because one is happening doesn't mean that we don't pay attention to the other one. And I'm, and I'm one of those people who have that same argument. I've had that argument that you just said with people, like we cannot compare the two. Police are there to protect and serve us. Regular citizens, that is not their job to protect and serve. Wherever you go, the homicide rate is, like black people are going to kill black people more in their neighborhoods, white people. I've had that argument before, but I'm fed up with it because yesterday was an insult to me. 400 people have been killed in Philadelphia. A lot of them are kids and we did nothing about it. I understand we don't have to go protest when there's black on black crime and stuff like that, but what did we do? And what do we do when this happens? Like, what do we do? What do we say? Like, there's nothing that's being done. Nothing is being said. And then we look to our presidential candidates to be like, well, what are you guys going to do? And they're like, well, what the hell are y'all doing? And we don't do anything. We pacify these people. I was going to say to both of your points, and, and I wasn't there yesterday, so this is total hearsay, but I've heard it from multiple people, that the protests yesterday started in West Philly very peacefully, and that there were other groups, I'm not going to say skin colors, but let no, me just say I heard black, white people that started the violence that then led, again, no excuse, because you, we are I, the ones that then did it. I saw that. started it, that were saying Trump 2020 incited it. And then was like, all right, y'all got the message. Peace. Hold out. Terry I saw that. I saw that with my own eyes when I was protesting for George Floyd. With my own eyes, I saw a white boy right next to me. Mm-hmm. With wow. my own eyes. And did you see a white boy run out of T-Mobile and run out of Foot Locker? Like, just, like just because somebody throws a rock does not mean you need to pick up one and throw it, too. Like, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just right. saying to keep in mind that the black people in that live in that neighborhood of West Philly, they started out the evening. I saw people were posting it online. It was all peaceful protest. The violence apparently escalated when groups came in. And again, not making excuses for you continue to do it, continue to do it today. Apparently the liquor store broad tree was robbed in broad daylight. So I'm not making excuses for the continuation, but let's not lose sight of, you know, we do fall into those traps, which is a shame, but there are outside influences that we are allowing to influence the, the charge and how we move forward in these situations. I, I was going to say, I do think even with the, the looting and everything else, the protests that end up, you know, turns into riots, that some people may go into that situation, you know, feeling like, uh, you know, like this is what I want to do because it needs more coverage. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe if there was no protest or if there was no riots, maybe the news wouldn't give a F about what's going on in this city. And I feel like it's probably just a trend that's happening too, because, you know, it's been happening everywhere. You know, someone's been killed by the cops, you know, uh, wrongly killed. So I feel like it's kind of like a, a trend as well that people are following where it's like, hey, you know, it's time to bring the news coverage here because this person's life matters as well. Like this is on camera as well. So let's bring the news here. Let's riot. Let's mess this up so we can try to have a fair enough trial so these guys just don't get off and swept under the rug. I just urge people <laughs> to vote. <laughs> Dexter listen let me just say this to you Dexter I understand where you're coming from but you have to think do do you vote for the guy that's not going to help either issue (laughs) or do you vote for the guy that's actually going to try to at least address one issue you know and all issues cannot be addressed for all parties you know that is the most difficult thing to end politics I have a dual major television radio and film and political science I thought I was going to be a politician at one point when you actually get into that world I was like oh no this world ain't for me but it is very hard to pacify multiple groups of people multiple constituents you know what I'm saying because your interests are always going to be different from Shana's interests and Shana's interests are going to be different from Garnett's and Garnett's are going to be different from mine because we all live different lives and make different money we have different values we have different things that we prioritize you know what I'm saying so it's like 
I think that what is happening in Philly is really just, it makes me more worried about the election because I need my president to say there is something wrong and it needs to be changed and it's top down. You know what I'm saying? I don't need my president shooting bullets at people <laughs> and gassing them for exercising their, their, uh, you know, their freedom of speech and protest. I don't, it doesn't help. So Dexter, I hope you are telling your friends to vote. I, for I, the, I'm into it. I vote. I tell my okay. friends, I encourage people to vote, but it's just, right now it's just a lot. And it's kind of crazy that it's happening so close to the election because like, honestly, like tonight was really one of those situations where I, I, I questioned like, do I really want to vote for this guy still? Like I did question it. We'll see. And Dexter, to your point about the black on black crime, the other thing you got to think about with these candidates and for not for necessarily you, but people on the fence like you, if you are sick of that, you definitely too look, need to look at which candidate is okay with flooding the streets with guns because that's continuing to, I mean, they all want to pay their pocket from the NRA. Let's just get that straight. But what candidate is okay and has repealed certain things that Obama put in place to protect so guns aren't aptly available and what candidate, you know, is be, wants more restrictions around that. So that's also important. We know that guns come in a myriad of other ways. I understand that. I don't know what to say. But but I do, I just want to be like very clear that, that, that I am supporting Joe Biden. I do. Right, right. I, I'm just using you. I just, I just see a lot of this stuff that's happening and it scares me that if Joe Biden gets in, he's not going to be allowed to say certain things either. Like this stuff that we're upset about, like that I'm like pissed off about right now, Joe Biden can't touch this. You know what I mean? Like he can't say anything bad right. about these people that are looted and that's right. scary. Like well, that's that allowed to do that. That's the thing. This is a city issue we're talking about. This is not a national issue. Right now, but in June and July, it was the world. Everybody right, but what I'm saying is this is has to be a national conversation, is what I'm saying. And it has not been a national conversation because our current president is okay with sending the military in to shoot bullets at peaceful protesters. Okay. Would you be okay? Would you be okay if the National Guard put up to Foot Locker on Aramingo Avenue right now and start shooting rubber bullets? And tear gas. No. No. Unless you see people stealing they businesses. Are stealing. They are breaking these. Yes. Clothes. So they're running out of there with boxes of shoes, no bags, no receipts. They're running out of there with right. boxes. Those, are, those aren't people who are protesting. So can they those are opportunists. That's stealing. That's okay. not, that has nothing to do with protests. Can they be shot with rubber bullets? Yeah, they're stealing. Yes. As long as you don't shoot them. <laughs> as long as you don't shoot them dead, you know, that's what rubber bullets are supposed to do. They're supposed to scare you and cause uh, you to stop. I, I do have something to say, bro, because I had this conversation a little bit earlier about even the rubber bullets thing. Like, I, I get it in certain situations where you know what's about to happen, like that's intended for, but I don't think you should be sending your guys out into, you know, outside with the rubber bullets and not real ones i just think that they have to know oh. when and how to use it i not agree that you know because it's other people out here that you know shoot back at the cops and actually shoot the cops and kill them so they don't need to have rubber bullets at all for that but yeah. they do need to know when it's when it's time to use that when it's not time to use that you know they have other weapons and other tactics to defuse the situation I was having this conversation with my friend and I'm not a fan of defund the police because I do think the police need to be there for a reason. But I think my friend put it a good way. Shout out to my friend, Adam. He said the funds need to be redistributed, you know? And one of the things that I think is kind of interesting is when there's a hostage situation, right? They bring in a specialist to deal with the hostage, to deal with the person that's holding the people hostage. Because at that point, it's a mind thing right? That needs to be the same situation with the police. They need to have people on board that can step in and come at it from more of a social, you know, uh, a social worker aspect mm -hmm. of it, trying to, you know, talk someone off of the ledge rather than, hey, let me shoot this person. So when you have these two cops, it should be the one cop is very trained in military tactics and bullets and stuff like that. But there needs to be another cop 
that is a part of the squad that is more trained in human psychology. And maybe that person has the rubber bullets. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there, there isn't that kind of distribution when it comes to let's make sure that we're sending out caps that can deal with multiple issues. They're trained how to deal with every issue the same way and it's not working. Right. I was going to say a friend who was a social worker said that same exact thing. She says she's like, they need to have like social workers or whether she's like a lot of the precincts are associated with different psychiatrists, but they really just need to be on staff versus being called in for an interrogation right. so that they can come out. Because again, that call in particular was about, you know, hey, he has mental illness. So if someone is there that can help with that, understanding it's a quick call, which is why they would need to be like at the precinct you know, already on staff. Yeah. I don't want to be this person. I just had a quick question for you guys. Do you think that maybe if they didn't have like somebody on staff, like right now, we're, we're kind of need like in certain situations, maybe like police, we know how police are in certain situations. Do you think people maybe in the neighborhood could take on that role a little bit? No. Oh, like, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because like yesterday was a perfect example of it, where there were people around the area recording it, talking to him and stuff and whatnot. And I think that I think they failed him because I don't I think they could have tried to de-escalate that situation a little bit more. Like I get it, like from as a black man, I, I it's hard because I think that I would have wanted to step in and say like, look, put this knife down, like they're going to kill you. But at the same time, like I know that how police officers are with black people, and I could have ended up getting shot too. But it's. I just think that him yesterday because they did have a responsibility to get that knife out of his hand as well. Yeah, they, they, they tried. They, his nope. mom was grabbing him. Like he had to run around. And the area did not do anything. They recorded it and they laughed. No, the, the, the one guy recorded it and he did whatever, but there were multiple people there. I, I don't know what happened before that, but it seemed like he was trying to get away from them and break away from them in order to get around i guess to do whatever he was going to do but it, it was four people following him for a reason so i w i would just assume yeah. to say that they would I, I didn't see that okay i just think in general this requires a professional you know and when you have people that are not professionals in the community trying to interfere, it might make things chaotic and confusing for police officers. When you're in a high level situation like that and people are screaming and yelling, there's a lot, doesn't it make you nervous in general when you're like nervous and you don't know what's going on and people are screaming and yelling and it, 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 I think we would add more chaos to what's going on. You know, I think that it, you know, why should the community have to step in to do the job that the police should be doing? The police should be de-escalating, talking this person down, trying to figure out how, how, how to get the knife out of his hand. Or, it, it's, it's just... It's, it's nothing more, I don't think, that you could try to de-escalate the situation than hearing people say, don't kill him or stop. You get what I'm saying? Like, that was, that was happening during that time. And I feel like even with the, you know, the specialists, uh, I feel like some people will disagree with you on that only because of just how much it would cost. I'm not, 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 not saying that you're right, but let's just say, well, you said to um, distribute the funds, well, redistribute the funds, but that's a lot to hire specialists, multiple specialists, because who, who knows if it's 10 calls at one time, like how many specialists are we actually talking about here? I feel like uh, they're kind of letting you know, like, they don't even want to think about that only because we not special. Like, that's a routine call to them that went super bad. It wasn't a hostage situation. So that's why they weren't, you know, deploying the right people or the right contacts for it. It's, like you said, it kind of boiled down to the money situation as well. Well, what I mean by specialist, I don't mean like, let's call in the hostage negotiator, which is what they call it in those kind right. of situations. I'm just saying people with diverse backgrounds, maybe a social worker background or a background working with the mentally ill that want to become police officers. This is a trained thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't take that much to become a police officer. You know, like, I mean, you need a couple of hours and you need to learn how to shoot and stuff. It's not, it's not that, it's not like four years of college and three years of law school. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Like in the hiring process, I don't mean by bringing in a specialist, like you call in this person that makes up six figures a year. I'm talking about just kind of reassessing how you hire people mm -hmm. and what their backgrounds are. Well, and just incorporating maybe meet people that have more social skills rather than 
training people to kill. So, so, so now you're kind of seeing the agenda right there because, I mean, these ideas aren't new at all. They know everything you just said. So it's a reason why they don't want to change that. It's a certain kind of person or certain kind of people that they want to sign up, that they're willing to pass. And, you know, I, I know some people that went, you know, I actually, one of my brothers or my cousin, but we grew up like brothers, um, he's a state trooper. And, you know, and I have friends that actually, you know, went and passed and was like, I'd rather not. He said the test was pretty easy for the, for the, for the most part. The psych test is kind of pretty easy for the most part. So you're, you're allowing the floodgates to come in for this certain kind of people because the specialists, they're looking at that too. It's like, I have all this knowledge. I am not putting myself <laughs> at risk to be shooting people and all this. It's, I don't, I don't want to do that. So that's up to the police department to provide these guys with the right schooling or to provide the, the, to handpick certain people too. I, I feel like it shouldn't just be just that. So I have a story too. Um, <laughs> one of my friends who's a state trooper, he used to work at Target, right? He used to work at Target. He was, uh, I guess, the, the guy that catches people still. Yeah. He was security. undercover. Yes. <laughs> undercover security uh, that was going around catching people still. And they made him a highlight tape after he worked there. Because he used to tackle and beat up everybody. And Hire and, him. You know, he didn't shoot nobody. He... he he, he like kind of used that to like his advantage. Like he has that highlight tape. He's a state trooper now, but like he used that to his advantage. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> well, I hope uh, the recent events really make the decision easier. Kanye, I know West. Kanye West, baby. Please don't play right? with me. Please don't do that. Right. I, I just say, don't. And in Philadelphia, especially for black men and Dex, you know, if you vote, there's some questions on there that to me, are more pertinent to black men in the police. So that's why you need to vote because you don't want to complain about what you didn't vote and answer them questions for. I'm in New Jersey. I ain't answering no questions. <laughs> the, the, that's the thing. It's because we know what's happening here. And if you don't vote and actually read the question, because I almost answered it wrong, really read it and what it's asking. What's you, the question? It's about like ending stop and frisk, but the way that the question is worded, you can answer it the wrong way. Like yeah. you have to reread it to yourself to make sure you're what you're saying yes or no to. That's tricky. All right, y'all. Well, we spent so much time on this that we didn't get to our topic. So that was I, a topic. You know what? The topic just keeps getting pushed back every week. So I wanted to talk about this when Cardi had gotten back with Offset, right? Um, which is funny, Offset got arrested and here come Cardi trying to fight the police. <laughs> Talk about ride or die. <laughs> so, um, but do you listen to outside influences in your relationship? Like if people are telling you this person's bad for you or they're saying you're in a toxic relationship, uh, we just don't have time. Uh, we gonna have to... <laughs> Dexter was ready. Dexter was ready. We just ran out of time. We'll do it next week, hopefully. God will. We'll willing. do it next week. But I think the conversation we did just have was important, though, because I yeah. think a lot of people have like so many different emotions and feelings about it, and I think people need to see other people feel the way that they do too, or think you know whatever. But but still go out there and vote, though. Like you, you definitely want to vote, and also don't let this one thing that's happening right now like cloud your overall judgment. There's mm -hmm. a lot going on, and there has been a lot going on, and. You don't want G.I. Joe to be your president. Like, <laughs> you don't want to do this. <laughs> Wait, who's G.I. Joe? Donald Trump, when he jumped off the plane after okay. having the Because <laughs> the other guy's <laughs> name is Joe Biden. No. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I don't know what I'm... A, if Donald Trump's get That is my fear. Donald Trump getting elected again. I can't take another four years of the racism and the apathy and the lack of empathy and I just his just him and that toupee. I can't oh, do it. I can't do it big. I can't. I have I just, one real quick question yeah. for you. The election next week we know is coming up. Are you guys worried about social unrest either way? Either way this election sways. Like, are you worried about like- Oh yeah. Like, it's gonna happen. Again? 
and you know we have people that are very upset and then or he loses and we have very racist people that may be doing not necessarily riot or looting but very violent acts specifically towards people of color i don't think it's gonna happen i know it's gonna happen this is gonna be this is gonna be a war uh, I would like a civil, a small mini civil war. And I'm not saying that to scare people, but no, yeah. that's the, the importance of what's happening in this moment, you know? And when you watch the commercials, you hear them say, this is the most important election of our lifetime. No, it is for this exact reason. We literally have a racist in the white house that consorts with the people from the KKK <laughs> and all these, these racist organizations. He's allow them to flourish in four years where the FBI has told them that one of the, one of the worst threats to the nation are these, these terror, like they're domestic terrorist groups. They're radicals. It, I, it's going to be scary guys. Yeah. Definitely. People are going to be mad on both sides, both sides. And I just, that's why I'm happy that people are getting out there and voting early just vote early and stay inside, yo. Like, I don't, I'm scared. I am. This isn't a very important election. I've never felt this way. Mind you, I haven't voted a lot. <laughs> like, my first time voting was like Barack, you know? So I've only really had like three. This is my third one, you know, fourth one. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, I've only really had Barack, Hillary. Now, this. All of us, kind of, you know? Yeah. The stakes didn't feel this high. It just, it feels, it feels bad. Yeah. So, we'll see. Because if you think uh, this four years was bad, I mean, have you seen how many billionaires have gotten richer during this time? During Mm -hmm. this pandemic? You know what I'm saying? The tax cuts that they've received, the money that they've gotten from the government for those loans that were supposed to go to small businesses that ended up going to major, major corporations. <laughs> People have literally, the rich have gotten richer and the poor have gotten poorer in these past four years. And I don't think people realize that. Why? People are complaining about his tax plan. He wants to charge people making over four, four, $400,000, 28%. That's reasonable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, like, but because they're not paying that right now. <laughs> they don't want to pay taxes at all. Yo, I when I was making six figures, I literally was paying, I think, twenty percent in taxes. Twenty percent. You know what I'm saying? The more money the make you make, the more taxes you're supposed to make. You're supposed to pay. <laughs> but it's like under this election, under this president, the more money they've been making, the less taxes they've been paying so then they they put out biden's tax plan and now people are like oh the tax you dumbass this is what people were getting charged during the bush administration this is what rich people were paying in taxes before this guy came into into the office and started to give his friends tax breaks Child, don't get me started. Well, that's easy when you ain't never paid taxes yourself. Right. I get everybody a break. Everybody but us. So, uh, we ain't getting no break. I think Joe Biden needs to do more interviews. I'm so happy that he talked to me, you know, so he could talk to at least my audience where he could explain the tax plan and he could make people understand that it's not like he, this is like, uh, oh, he's going to be charging people a ridiculous amount of taxes. Like, no, this is what rich people used to pay in taxes. Yep. And now they're not paying it because of the current president. So they can afford to pay it. Right. More money, more taxes. It's the way of life. <laughs> Bigger house, more taxes. It's, this, it's, the, it's the American way. I don't know how it works where you make more money and you pay less taxes. So let me get off my Kanye rant. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next time we talk, we'll see who's the next president. Ooh. A week from now. Feels yeah. heavy. Yeah. Aw, did I scare y'all? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> Dexter looks scared. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank y'all for listening and watching. <laughs> I'm red. I'm hot, y'all. Like, I hope people take this serious. For real.
thank you for listening. It's the 151st episode of the Mina's House podcast. I'm Mina Say What. I'm Shayna B. Garnett Briscoe, a.k.a. Sherlock Homeboy. Dexter Stuckey, a.k.a. Dexter One, definitely voting next week as well. <laughs> you haven't voted yet? No, I, I'm a I'm a day of going there. Press the buttons. Like I want the whole like you I want my sister. <laughs> I'm not playing. Listen, Trump's gonna have his proud boys out there. Mm-mm, I'm not fighting nobody to get my vote in. <laughs> I'm not. Bring your chair, Dex. Bring your chair. They allow you to bring your chair. <laughs> and shout out to everybody who's been voting early. Seriously, the lines it's been incredible. You know, I think it's crazy. I don't know how accurate this is, but I, I saw somewhere that like 70,000 people have voted already. So I don't know if, that, if, that, if that's accurate at all or if it's more or less. I thought it was more. But yeah, hold on. I think I got that wrong. Let me go. Yeah, I was about to say, I heard it was like a Maybe it's 70 million. <laughs> I don't know, but it was high. I was like, 70,000 still got low. <laughs> I was just happy 70,000 people <laughs> care enough to start early. <laughs> Wait, I need to get this before we go. I know you got to go, Dex. Dex is important. You are smart. You are important. <laughs> 70 million. I'm sorry. Okay, right. I was like, uh. You know I wasn't that good at math, y'all. I got straight A's except for math. <laughs> so, all right, y'all. Have a good day.